I'm going to have Blanca come on up here. Blanca's going to preach, which is awesome. We love Blanca. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll pray for her real quick. You can pray for her. And I'm also going to pray for you because more importantly than praying for her, we're, the Spirit is speaking. God's advent is coming. And uh, so are you open to what God has to say? So Lord, I pray for Blanca. We thank you for her. We, we love her. And we want to be um, just challenged by her and, and invited into your kingdom, the good news of your kingdom by her. In Jesus' name, amen. So God is empowering us to be a part of his kingdom in the ordinary and risky ways. And as we were preparing, Jesse was helping me and, you know, he was asking me questions to prepare for the sermon. And one of the questions was, how you experienced this lately? And as many as you know, uh, my birthday was on uh, Tuesday. It was my 50th birthday. Um, it was a very beautiful, wonderful day. Uh, at the end of the day, my daughter, Danielle, and her boyfriend, Liam, invited me to dinner. And we also had my friend Morgan with us. Um, and we decided to go to the, to the Chili's, our local Chili's. Um, and as we order our meal and started to, you know, have some fun, um, a mother with three kids walked into the door. And um, she seems to be a little upset. She was on the phone. You know, she seems to be a little upset. And, you know, as she walked through the, through the restaurant, um, a lot of the people start staring at her, you know, trying to um, see what was going on. Um, quickly, the waitress tried to get her attention to settle her down with her kids. We continue our dinner. Um, and uh, a little bit of place. Um, so, you know, we're at the end of our dinner. Um, we realized um, that the daughter of one of her daughters was also celebrating her birthday that day because everybody starts singing to her. Um, so we realized it was also her birthday. And, you know, soon after that, um, my daughter Danielle noticed took up sparking um, at the entrance of Chili's, which, you know, then we all looked because she was, like, concerned, right? She said, oh, no, there's trouble. And we were like, you know, me being the optimist was like, no, there's no trouble, honey. They just are here to have their, you know, their dinner probably, and nothing's going to happen. You know, we continue with our talk. Uh, minutes later, um, we found two of the officers surrounding this table where the lady was with the three kids, and they were not far away from us. You know, they were that far away. Um, they, can, they started to ask her questions, right? What was she doing there? Um, how was she planning on paying for the meal? Um, you know, how she had, she had arrived to the restaurant. And the mother was very patient, you know, trying to answer their questions. Um, as she, you know, she was a bit confused of why they were there in her table. Um, one of the officers um, told her that they were there because somebody had called um, to make a waffle check on her kids because they thought that she had too much to drink. Um, so at this moment, Danielle, you know, um, Danielle was too upset. Um, you know, she wanted to leave uh, because of the way that she was being treated. And, you know, we quickly asked the waitress for our, for our bill um, so we can pay and leave. And as we were getting ready to leave, my friend Morgan looked at me, and she said, um, what do you want to do? And I said, well, can you stay with me? And she said, yeah. 
So I, you know, give my keys to Liam and say, you know, Liam, go get my car in case we need it, uh, you know, an extra car to, you know, give this mother a ride with her kids. You know, he followed Danielle and, and they went to get my car. At this moment, things were accelerating a little bit. Um, you know, we noticed that the policemen were back into the table with her as they were first talking to the manager. And I guess they were getting the story from the manager. Um, they came back to the lady, you know, told her that, you know, she couldn't leave. They knew that she, you know, she had a, her park was, her car was parked in the, in the parking lot. They told her that she couldn't take it. Um, and at the moment, at this time, that, that one of her child, the older child was, um, the son, was getting very anxious, uh, telling the mother, like, mom, please tell me the truth. You know, I don't want you to get in trouble. You know, he keep continued to tell this to the mother as the mother tried to talk to the policeman and trying to make arrangements with them. Um, out of the blue, um, another family, they had just come in. Um, you know, the mother stood up and said, you know, police officer, if you guys need me to, you know, we can give her a ride. We can take her home if that's needed. And then proceeded to tell everybody at the restaurant um, that they were doing things wrong, right? That whoever had called the police should at least offer her a ride before doing this. And, you know, community and in front of the whole restaurant and for her kids. And... You know, at this time, I'm trying, because they're not that very far away from me, I'm trying to calm down the little boy, you know, trying to talk to him about, you know, kind of being silenced, trying to get the family out of there. That was my first thought, you know, like I didn't want her to get arrested in front of the kids or in front of the whole people. I just wanted to get him out of it. Um, so, you know, the, the thing was that um, one of the officers um, had come back to the mother and said, you know, you are getting arrested if you take that truck out. Um, so, you know, she, she came and started explaining to him, pleading with him about, you know, why she was there. She said, I'm trying to celebrate my daughter's birthday. She really wanted to come to her favorite restaurant. So that's why we're here. And, you know, proceeded to also tell the, the police, one of the policemen, you know, the reason why she was so upset, you know. And... At this time, I saw Liam coming into the door. I'm still trying to grab her to move out of the, out of the restaurant. Um, you know, we asked for her bill so we can pay the bill. Um, my friend Morgan paid the bill. And we're trying to walk her out. Another two ladies stopped them um, to give money to the child, which, you know, really, and, you know, to her it was more, of, more insulting, you know. But they were trying to make the situation better. Um, so then we decided to walk out. As I'm walking out, you know, I said thank you to the family that had offered to give her the ride. I said, I'll give her the ride so you can enjoy your dinner. It's okay. You know, we came out, put her in my car. Then I decided to drive as I took the other car. And I said, okay, you know, um, thank you to the family. I went to the policeman. Um, they follow us and, and follow me out uh, to the car. And I said, you know, thank you for allowing me to do this. And he, his response to me um, was that he was overwhelmed to see the sight of many people coming to her rescue and to her kids' rescue. Um, he was hopeful of the outcome and grateful. Um, he was mostly moved about, you know, how we all came willing um, to help her and to, you know, to him was like if more community members would do this, we didn't have to do things the way we do it, right? Um, so it was an ordinary dinner. Um, it turned out to be a risky um, opportunity to walk into the kingdom. Um, so I'll ask you today, how would you have reacted if you were at that restaurant? Um, if you put yourself in that position being one, you know, there were, there were so many layers of that story um, that happened. I'm sorry. 
So that's one. That's one. Yes, exactly. And, and, and many of the, when I talk to my friends, many of them that I told the story, you know, some of them were concerned about the kids. Um, some of them were concerned about the mother, right, or people driving if we were allowed. But in reality, we don't know how much she had to drink or if she was drinking. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was that part, right, that we have. Um, I know that we... We could have done many, many things and how we would have done this. And, and it was, it was complicated for all of us. Um, it was a full risk that everybody involved took. No, they're not. Um, so we rose, right? We rose to be a part of the kingdom of God in the ordinary situation. Um, we took a risk in helping this family to get home safely at the end of the day. So I don't know how many of you have been put in situations like that. Um, how were you called to be a part of the kingdom of God? I mean, I didn't thought about that. You know, things happen for a reason because I would have had stories to tell, um, but I think God had a reason why, right? I wanted, I wanted to tell you the story. So God is empowering us uh, to be a part of his kingdom in ordinary ways um, and, and in risky ways. Um, last week, we learned about Mary, um, a young woman that said yes to God, and by doing so, she finds her identity in God's plan of salvation. Um, this we will continue her story in Luke 1, 39 to 56, as, as uh, JC uh, told us today. Um, in this part of the scripture, we see Mary on her way uh, to see her cousin Elizabeth. Now, it wasn't an easy journey. You know, she was pregnant. She would have had to either walk or be in a donkey ride for about 80 to 100 miles. Um, so she, you know, God had given her a, a, an ordinary task to be a mother, to carry this child, but it was also a dangerous one since she was having the son of God, Jesus. Um, her world, I'm pretty sure, will forever will be changed just for that. Um, I don't know why she made that journey. Um, a lot of what I read um, goes and points to the, you know, the, the straightforward motives. Um, Mary was seeking the advice of Elizabeth, which was also pregnant and you know, carrying a miracle of her own. Um, other things are that it was simply, you know, Mary being concerned about her cousin, you know, and wanting to assist Elizabeth with her child. Um, I believe it was to make a connection, right, with family, um, with community, and love. Um, but um, there could be many reasons why, right, Mary made this journey. Uh, one thing is for sure, Mary's trip was not an easy and ordinary. She... She was carrying the savior of the world, the salvation made flesh. Um, she believed in bringing goodwill to Elizabeth and the rest of her family, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mary puts herself in a precarious position, right? I think um, we don't know much about Elizabeth's knowledge of Mary's pregnancy, but her response to Mary's greeting um, confirms Mary's character. Um, she goes into saying, in a loud voice, she exclaims, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you, you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped with joy. Blessed is she who had believed that the Lord will fulfill his promise to her. I found, uh, and, and, and seeking why this trip was done, and um, I found a, a quote from Pope John Paul II. Um, and he says, 
moved with charity. Therefore, Mary goes to the house of her kinswoman. While every word of Elizabeth is filled with meaning, her final words will see to have a fundamental importance. And blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of what has been spoken to her from the Lord. These words can be linked with the title, Full of Grace, of the Angel's Greeting, as we learned last week with Jesse's preaching. Both texts reveal an essential Mariological context, namely the truth about Mary, who has become really present in the mystery of Christ because she has believed the fullness of grace announced by the angel means that the gift of God himself, Mary's faith proclaimed by Elizabeth, indicates how the Virgin of Nazary responds to this gift. As you can see, Elizabeth proclaimed uh, Mary as the mother of her Lord, to me, it's probably one of the first times Mary Fatten, the ordinary motherhood, was not a typical one, right? Her, her way of doing motherhood is not going to be probably like mine, right? Even though we're, we always seem to think that, you know, being a mother is something normal that, you know, women's go through and it's, you know, sometimes it gets easier as you have one or two. Um, but what when it's the first time, right? When it's, you know, I was thinking, I was telling Jesse, I just, Think of all the stuff that she was thinking while she's having this journey, right? If I had to be at that age, and I'm married, going to my family, especially you know in my community, in my family, going to tell them like I'm, I'm pregnant, um, you know, I had to think about all the stuff that she was thinking as she was going into this trip. Again, it was not an ordinary thing. Um, second part that we read about Mary's response uh, to Elizabeth, she says, "My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejo- rejoices in God, my Savior." For he has been meaningful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. And this is where she, I think, also, you know, empowers more, you know, gets that empowerment that God has given her to say, yes, I know who I am. I know the plans, right? When she said yes, she knew she was part of this plant. Um, again, God is empowering us to be a part of his kingdom in the ordinary and risky ways. Um, Mary's song, as this response is called, um, help me to find a couple of things that, you know, can help us um, to do what is right. Um, one of them first was by performing deeds, right? Our actions speak louder than our words, my father always told me. Um, like the mother in the restaurant, standing up saying, I will give it a ride. Um, you know, you should have done these things better. She was in a deep at the moment that she was proclaiming that. Um, Feel the hunger with good things, you know, whatever is a spiritual or physical or mental or emotional hunger, we must do good. Um, my friend by paying the bill, the lady by giving the money to the kids, they were all part of that um, and that story. Um, helping, it takes a moment, just a moment to help somebody else. It may not be, even, it may be insignificant to you, but it can make the world to somebody else, right? It can change their life in that moment uh, when we decide to help. Now, remembering the merciful, um, we can all use kind words, um, an opportunity to reflect, to change, um, to be kind. Um, obviously, my merciful person in my story is the policeman, right? They couldn't choose to do any other, any, any other way of doing something different, but he chose mercy um, at that moment. Um, her prayer is a testimony of Jesus' mission to restore the humble, the hungry, and the poor from the proud, mighty, and wealthy. Um, Luke 4.18, um, give us 
you know, it reads, uh, to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and to recover a sight for blind, to release the oppressed, is what Jesus told them at that moment. Now, I would like you to think a little bit. Um, who in your lives needs to be, need to speak up for them? You know, who that you need to speak up for in your life? You know, it can be a coworker, it can be a family member, um, it can be somebody that you meet, right, that needs that um, help. Um, I want you to think about who will that be today in your life. Um, who in your life is hungry for justice, um, for encouragement, or literally for food, right? I have co-workers, and in my community, we, we see a lot of injustice, and we, you know, we need to be prepared um, and to help them um, and to do those things with them. Um, who in your life is needing mercy? Uh, you know, who you think today uh, they can use a little mercy, um, either because on the path that they're going, um, the way that they're feeling, you know, the situations they had gotten to that point, um, sometimes are not the more um, encouraging ones. But you know, how do we show mercy in those moments? Um, it is very important to realize um, that God is the one in Mary's song. Um, who acts first. Right? God is always there, present in that moment. Um, he's the provider of justice. He's the provider of mercy. And everything we need. Um, we, as his followers, like Mary, look for how God is at work and then humbly join him in that process. You know, be aware, be ready to be humble. Be ready to step up. You know, because we hear those voices, we hear those things, you know, whether you're standing in a corner and he asks you to give money or if he you know, asks you to be present or asks you to speak up for somebody, be ready, be ready to, to um, humbly join God into doing that process. Um, Mary gives all the glory to God and realizes God is changing the world through Jesus. She then says yes to be a part of it. Um, will we? Will I? Will you do that? Um, again, God is empowering us to be a part of his kingdom in an ordinary and risky way. Um, by doing the small and ordinary things, we continue the work of Jesus and bringing the kingdom of God. And as we um, sing this song, um, I will ask you to think about our uh, response today. And think about what is it that you, you know, in your ordinary life that sometimes seems very ordinary, um, you know, where that you are ready to take a risk, you know, how would it look from this point forward um, that you take that risk uh, to enter into the kingdom of God? Um, so I want you to think about, you know, the response as to Jesus, help me to continue your mission as I take a risk on. And think about that while we sing a song.